the time is 9 o'clock and you're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Hello and welcome to a special holiday edition of Tanchamar Report on CHMA 106.9 FM and chmafm.com. Today we talk with Tanchamar Chief Administrative Officer Jennifer Bourne and take a look back at 2023 and ahead to what 2024 might bring. Here's that conversation. Jennifer Bourne, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Okay, so you are winding down your first full year on the job uh, as CAO of Tantramar. How did it go? I think it went very well overall. You know, it's certainly unbelievable to think that, uh, you know, exactly a year ago, December 19th last year, um, we were planning the swearing-in ceremony of the, the newly elected council for the new entity of Tantramar. So, you know, it's certainly been a busy year. Um, we're approaching the first birthday of Tantramar, and, and things went well. Okay. Um, there's been, you know, a fair amount of change. I mean, obviously, you know, it's a much, a much bigger, much bigger region than it was. Um, there's new, you know, a, a new departmental structure was one of the first things that sort of, you know, rolled out. Um, some things got shuffled, you know, I, I'm sure certain staff, you know, had a new boss and things like that. You know, was how did that go? Have the wrinkles all been sorted out there? Is that still a transition that's ongoing? Absolutely. So uh, probably about a year ago, I think we, we sat down to discuss the, the new org, org structure uh, for Tantramar. Um, we certainly, in that, anticipated, you know, updating, upsizing our workforce. Uh, you're exactly correct. New departments were formed. Um, recreation, left one department, had, you know, have a dedicated focus. So really the intent was to have dedicated focus in the departments and the new structure, knowing that there would be, you know, different expectations, uh, certainly larger entity to, to focus on. Um, certainly there are still some wrinkles to iron out. Uh, there certainly still are some gaps. Um, you know, it's been an exceptionally busy year, so in some ways we wanted to slow it down to really observe and make sure that any decisions that were made as from this structural perspective were done well and with thought. Uh, and, you know, any this would be the time to make any adjustments. So moving into 2024, um, we'll make any final adjustments uh, to that org structure. Okay. Um, I, I know there's still... Yeah, in that organizational structure, there's still some some positions that are vacant. Now, we did get a new communications uh, director uh, or manager. or I, what, What's that position exactly called? Uh, communications officer. Communications officer, right. Um, Jeremy McLaughlin. Uh, and, uh, you know, we started the year without a treasurer, but Michael, you know, the, you, uh, Michael Beal was then appointed to that position. Um there are other vacant positions still uh, on the books. Uh, do you think that, are, you know, looking forward, do you think that those will be positions that get filled or what, what, what will happen to those? Absolutely. So um, just back to the org, you know, org structure and departmental design, uh, there was an additional one, as you know, uh, corporate compliance. Uh, again, just getting back to having a dedicated focus. So those, you know, that, that has been merged within the finance department. Uh, there is a position that, that is dedicated to compliance, safety, and risk uh, to ensure that's covered off. You know, we know that long-term there's going to be increased reporting to the province and, and other areas, you know, certainly a, sa- a drive for safety, uh, overall safety, compliance for the organization. Uh, there was also the creation of a protective services department, uh, that department, you know, has will have a focus on EMO, bylaw, uh, the MPSA contract, 
And certainly we now have three fire halls within Tantamar for Tantamar Fire Service. So there is a director position that uh, we'll be recruiting for, I, I would ordinarily say early New Year, but let's say even, even mid-year to ensure that there's enough time for that as well. Um, and there was also an HR position that was on the original org structure that we know that um, there's certainly, you know, a gap there that needs that needs to be filled. Uh, and as well, the communications officer that we know, of course, as you mentioned, was filled earlier this year and uh, certainly looking forward to to innovative and, and fun, uh, creative ideas that Jeremy will bring to the table in 2024. So a, a new... Um a new head of protective services, uh, that sounds like, a, you know, a, a fairly significant position. Um, in, and I know that there have been a series of meetings between the fire chiefs, um, maybe some concerns for people about, you know, whether their local fire hall, the fire hall closest to them will remain intact. Um, what can you tell people in, in terms of, you know, how, how the makeup of the fire departments will will continue to... No, so there shouldn't be, you know, just to eliminate that, there shouldn't be any concerns locally. Um, we have three absolutely exceptional fire halls within Tantamar Fire Service. We have 73 firefighters, and that was 73, you know, back a few months ago. Uh, we, are, we are recruiting all the time, and we've added to that complement. Um, so it's much higher than that right now. Um, you know, I, I am I'm very much a champion of our local fire departments through reform. I think that Minister Allen mentioned that uh, he had heard from every municipality that they had the best fire department. Uh, and, you know, that would be certainly true in our local area, that we have three exceptional uh, fire departments. Uh, you know, the leadership within those halls, they've been working well together um, and hosting, you know, really uh, kind of quarterly meetings to work through and boost efficiencies within Tantamar Fire Service. Okay. And is there a sense of, I mean, do you think that we need a director for for public safety? Like, do we need someone to, to take on that role? And, and you know, what what would they add to, to what we currently have? Absolutely. So when, when we just look at uh, the fire service on its own, um, you know, the fire service has changed and changes every year. Uh, there's increased liabilities. There's increased liabilities from a, a public safety standpoint in general. Uh, bylaw enforcement will also be a key focus for that department. Uh, the former town of Sackville had one bylaw officer. Uh, Dorchester had a contract through Maritime Enforcement Services. So there's, you know, there's also uh, supervision of, of bylaw enforcement officers there as well. Uh, we know that there's you know, dangerous and unsightly file is certainly a file that everyone is eager to, uh, you know, open files and, and re- really clear up in Tantramar, um, as well as, you know, coordination of the MPSA contract as well will fall under that department. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the former governments also had EMO coverage. Uh, we'll be looking to consolidate um, those those plans as well, and, and ensure that we incorporate the former LSD areas that wouldn't have a wouldn't have had a plan in the past. So there's lots of work to be done. We have three contracts right now for animal control that will also fall into that department. We'll be looking to consolidate uh, those, those as well into one agreement. Um, so there's quite a bit of work to be done there, as you can imagine, with uh, 73 and upwards, you know, to 80 firefighters. There's there's a great deal of work there. Okay. Um. You also, in your role as CAO, you do a lot of work with the Regional Service Commission. And this is something that uh, sort of under the radar for most people, but during amalgamation, uh, the province actually expanded the role of the Regional Service Commissions. And people might know 
you know, the Southeast Regional Service Commission provides Plan 360 and they provide Ego 360, which uh, handles, you know, it runs the landfill for the area. Plan 360 um, provides planning services for, for various towns and municipalities. So uh, can you talk a bit, I mean, you've been in, a, I know you've been in a lot of meetings with the Regional Service Commission about their expanded rules. Um Tell us about, you know, what you're working on with the commission and, and how much people will notice their expanding role. Absolutely. So, um, as you mentioned, there's been mandated services that have expanded within the Regional Service Commission. Um, you know, one of, I sat on the pillar number two for uh, regional collaboration uh, before the white paper came out. And some of the concepts, that, key concepts that came out of that were that residents didn't necessarily care where the service came from as long as they received the service. And, you know, the RSC is there, um, you know, providing these services, as you mentioned, Eco360, Plan 360, um, that type of thing, as well as our new mandated services. So what I can tell you is that from an administrative perspective, um, working very closely across the region, so all of our municipalities within uh, the southeast, um, and RSC has been very accommodating, has worked, you know, very hand-in-hand with us, uh, always looking for feedback for us to make um, the Service Commission exactly fit the needs of what we need in our in our region. Um, I can certainly say throughout, you know, 12 RSCs throughout the province, um, we are one of the top, the top few, uh, that is the Envy. Um, there's very strong leadership within the RSC, and they've, they've got their team in place. Uh, they recruit it for directors uh, for all the mandated services, and, you know, they've, they've hit the ground running. Um, I know they have the common theme of making sure that they can walk before they run, um, but they've, they've aligned well. They uh, have the right key players in place, and they're working really um, to not duplicate services but ensure that they're acting as a support or coordinating uh, in the region. Okay. Um, and, and I mean, uh, will, will we see, like, will we, will the average uh, Sackvillian Dorchester, what, what do we call a person who lives in Dorchester, by the way? Does anyone know? Dorchestonian, maybe? I'm not sure. Dorchestonian. <laughs> we'll have to figure that one out in the new year. Uh, do residents of Dorchester, Point de Butte, uh, Sackville, everywhere, will we notice much difference in, in what the Regional Service Commission does for us, do you think? I think we'll certainly notice that um, it's improved service delivery, and that's really, you know, part of their their vision and mission is to improve service delivery for residents. Um, What I can also say is they have a director of communication, so we're already noticing now that reporting is is certainly increased. Um, Looking forward to 2024, we'll certainly have, you know, have some of the directors come and join us in council chambers to present to council and, and as well as the community on these mandated services and exactly what product they that residents can expect to be delivered. Okay. Um, so, we, you know, when amalgamation was was uh, still something that was just being foisted upon us and not a reality, people had concerns about, you know, fairness across the communities. Um, you know, I have noticed this, this past fall, there's a lot of work happening in Dorchester. Um, uh, does that represent a bit of a backlog of, of projects that were sort of waiting to go in, in the village of Dorchester? And, and you know, I, mean, I wonder if you can comment a bit on, on how you think that sort of uh, the equitable distribution of all our resources is happening through the communities. So 
So I think we're seeing, you know, uh, Mr. Apple reported in our, our year-end reflections in the newsletter that we've successfully amalgamated uh, Sackville and Dorchester uh, Public Works Department. So I certainly think that's reflected within uh, the former village of Dorchester. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of great things that are happening across Tantramar, uh, not just exclusive to, Tant- uh, sorry, to Dorchester. Um, what Council always aims to do is make the best decisions for all of Tantramar. There are a number of projects, just like you mentioned, that, that were kind of sitting in the queue um, with, uh, with a smaller staff. We didn't always have the benefit to, you know, get, you know, 15 projects done a year. I think we can certainly certainly say there's, there's work on Main Street that's been done. Um, there's ongoing projects at the rink, uh, rec infrastructure pro- projects that, that will be done, and, and even into 2024, um, a new lift station that will be put in, in Dorchester. So certainly across. Uh, straight across Tantramar, I think there's been uh, improved and, and, and services have really been sustained as well. Okay. Now, um, before I let you go, I got to ask you about money. We didn't, we, we saw tax rates, you know, pretty much flat for, for Sackville and Dorchester, but of course people's taxes did go up because, um, you know, we're, we continue to see these like huge hikes in assessments. Um, you know, looking forward, we're going to be hiring um, some more positions for the town um, and maybe more more costs related to regional service commission services as they as they sort of get rolling. Do you do you think that, you know, how does the financial situation look for Tantramar uh, looking ahead in the next few years? Do, do you think people will continue to see taxes uh, going up? I can't really speak to future projections right now. What I can say is, you know, 2024 will certainly be a year of plans. Um, You know, financial planning will be on that list as well for for short and long-term plans uh, to ensure, you know, the fiscal health of the region. I can certainly also say that I think we know the past performance present performance and future performance, for that matter, of uh, Mr. Michael Beal, the Director of Finance. So I think we're in great shape in in that regard. Um, And speaking to the two former governments, both were in great, um, you know, great financial shape, Uh, very, very small debt loads for both uh, former governments. Um, So there wasn't anything in in that regard that was carried over. Um, You know, and speaking to whether it's RSC rising costs or, or rising costs that we're all experiencing, um, there will be a product there as well that I think our, our residents will really be satisfied with. Okay, so you think it'll be, if, if taxes are going up, it'll be matched by, by services? Absolutely, yep. Like I said, there'll be, you know, services will certainly be sustained, um, but we'll really advance and, and expand service delivery as well. Any uh, final words as, as you sort of uh, wind down your, your first year as CIO of Tantramar? You know, I, I just to recap. Uh, it, certainly, I won't. I won't ever say that it was an easy year. It was a very uh, a busy year. But we had the right team in place, and we have the right team in place going into 2024. And that's you know that's across the organization, uh, from support staff to our, our senior leadership team that have have really got us through this year. Um, you know, speaking as well to to council and the team that's been established there. Uh, as well as, you know, our, our residents, our volunteers, our volunteers within the fire service, our volunteers that sit on, on committees as well. Um, just, a, you know, a thank you to, to everyone that's been part of this. Um, there's certainly, like I said, a lot of roadblocks, but, uh, but no dead ends, and we're looking forward to 2024 and working with, working, uh, you know, with and for residents as well in 2024. All right. Thanks very much for your time today, Jennifer. Happy New Year. All right.
Thank you. Happy New Year to you as well. That was Tanchamar Chief Administrative Officer Jennifer Bourne in conversation on this holiday edition of Tanchamar Report. From everyone at CHMA, Happy New Year. I'm Erica Butler. Thanks for listening. Snowfall warning in effect. Snowfall with total amounts of 15 to 20 centimeters is expected. Locations, Moncton and southeast New Brunswick, Fundy National Park, Kent County, and Cushapaquack National Park. Time span, this afternoon, ending tonight. Rain and freezing rain will switch to snow later this morning. Surfaces such as highways, roads, walkways, and parking lots may become difficult to navigate due to accumulating snow. Be prepared to adjust your driving with changing road conditions. Snowfall warnings are issued when significant snowfall is expected. Please contain a moderate alerts and forecast issued by Environment Canada. To report severe weather, send an email to nbstorm at ec.gc.ca or tweet reports using hashtag nbstorm. Also, freezing rain is expected or occurring. Locations most of southern New Brunswick. Time span ending this morning. A mix of freezing rain and rain is expected. The precipitation will change to snow later this morning. Surfaces, such as highways, roads, walkways, and parking lots, may become icy and slippery. Poor weather conditions may contribute to transportation delays. Freezing rain warnings are issued when rain falling in sub-zero temperatures creates icy buildup and icy surfaces. Once again, please continue to monitor alerts and forecasts issued by Environment Canada. To report severe weather, send an email to nbstorm at ec.gc.ca or tweet reports using hashtag nbstorm. And now the weather. Today, periods of freezing rain changing to rain or freezing rain this morning, then snow near noon. Fog patches dissipating near noon. Rainfall amount 5 millimeters. Snowfall amount 10 centimeters. Wind northeast 20 kilometers an hour, gusting to 40. High plus 1. Tonight, snow ending after midnight, then cloudy with 60% chance of flurries. Mount 5 to 10 centimeters, wind up to 15 kilometers an hour, low minus 2, wind chill minus 4 overnight. Tomorrow, Saturday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries in the morning, periods of snow beginning late in the morning, amount 2 centimeters, wind up to 15 kilometers an hour, high plus 1, wind chill minus 3 in the morning, Saturday night, snow, low minus 3. Sunday, clearing, high minus 1, Sunday night, clear, low minus 7. この番組は CHMA106.9FM ニューブランズウィックサックビルからお送りいただきます Hi, my name is Caitlin and you're listening to the morning show here at CHMA106.9FM in Sackville, New Brunswick And thank you very much for those kind introductions Happy holidays everyone Happy last week of 2023, and happy Friday. Welcome to the Late Morning Show here on CHMA. So you just heard your top of the hour weather courtesy of Onver, and before that, a special holiday edition of CHMA's Tantramar Report. 
courtesy of Erica. So thank you both very much for those informative minutes. I am late morning host JC, and you are listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Broadcasting live to all of you beautiful CHMA listeners from the third floor of the Wallace McCain Student Center. The time is 9.20, and I have a few local announcements for you before we get into some awesome tracks for today. So first off, the Mount Allison Student Union is proud to present the 2024 Crown of Winterfest. Do you know a senior who has played a big part in your lives or the lives and or the lives of the people of Sackville? Be sure to nominate them before January 24th by visiting sackville.com slash Winterfest and submitting your nomination. If you have any questions or concerns, please contact Matt Pride by email or by phone at 506-364-4951. That's 506-364-4951. Also, February 8th to the 11th will mark the 17th annual Winterfest here in Tantramar. Announcements will be coming out soon, but you can expect it to be as amazing as last year's programming, and that included a family day, a moonlight snowshoe, a fireman's breakfast, and special programming from local community groups, such as yours truly, us over here at CHMA. I believe we will be doing a food bank DJing public skate at the Veterans Memorial, uh, the Tanchamar Veterans Memorial Civic Center uh, on February 11th. So come out on out to that. It's a good cause, uh, and we will have more information on that uh, going forward. Absolutely. Uh, if you would like more information about anything or the latest updates concerning Winterfest, you can head to sackville.com slash Winterfest for all of that information. All right. Let's get on into some awesome music. So up next, for your listening pleasure, for your ear entertainment, we have Aquaculture with Pay It Forward.
Tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. for Can Queer, Canada's top LGBT community radio show. With a combined radio experience of over 15 years, the Can Queer team looks at the biggest issues facing gender and sexual minorities living in Canada. Check out this engaging and entertaining show Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. on CHMA 106.9 FM, the voice of the marshes. Could it? 